0: Falcons fans, welcome in. It is episode 25 of Out of Your Falcon Mind, Atlanta Falcons fan cast. My name is John. I'm your host, as always, joined by my co-host, Mike Cottrell. What's going on, buddy?
1: What's going on? We got a very special episode. Very, 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 very special episode of Out of Your Falcon Mind. I'm out of my falcon mind. John is out of his falcon mind. And today we got a third person out of his falcon mind. John, introduce him.
0: That's right. Yeah, we are very happy uh, and honored to have uh, David Walker, DW, from the Falcoholic, on the show today. David, welcome, man. Thanks for joining us.
2: Yes, good to be
0: here. Yeah, appreciate it, man. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's. Uh, we figured we would uh, talk about the 2021 season as a whole. I mean, kind of break it down, uh, not super in-depth, but just kind of look at it from start to finish and kind of look at where we're going as a team. And, uh, you know, there's not a shortage of things to talk about from this year, that's no, for sure.
1: None. And there's a lot. No yeah. Yeah.
0: yeah. Um, first off, uh, for any new listeners to us, hey, welcome in. Hope you guys stay around and, and uh, listen, go back listen to our very first episode, which we recorded in October. Uh, just to ent- if you want to learn more about who we are. And we're just two lifetime Falcons fans uh, since about 90, what, Mike, 91-ish?
1: About 91, when Deion Sanders, Andre Risen, Jesse Tuggle, all the rest of them was there. That was a good that year. Of, uh, that was a good, good year. year. sure was. Good year.
2: Um, so, so, hold on.
1: Hold on. Hold on, John. I got to yeah. stop you. Just interrupt. Uh, David, you started being a Falcon fan when? 1980. 1980. David is a God true is Falcon fan, buddy. Got him. The
2: props. I love it. The old, the old NFC West days. Who sure was, was the
1: quarterback of, like, the Falcons when you started liking them? Do you remember?
2: Oh yeah, Steve Barkowski. Yeah.
1: Damn. Man, I that's had that football days. card. I never knew who that was. I had the football card. Yeah. <laughs> I, he, I thought he had a the...
2: rocket for an arm, man. He could sling yeah. it. Yeah.
1: Yeah.
0: Yeah. Yeah. That's yeah. Well, yeah, that's that's crazy. Um, yeah, we started actually Mike is from DC yeah. and Deion Sanders is how he became a fan. Yeah. He didn't he didn't want to be a Redskins fan. So it was just like he saw
2: Deion. <laughs>
1: Man, I didn't even like the sport of football, David. I saw Deion Sanders and it was over for that.
2: <laughs> Primetime. Prime uh, you got it. He was so much fun to watch, man. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Everywhere he went.
1: Yeah. It, uh tell me you got to see him live in person, David. I did. Have you ever see a Deion times. game?
2: Yeah. You saw Deion um, play? Yeah, saw him live. Saw him in the uh, play for the Braves, saw him play for the Falcons, and I actually saw him play for the Cowboys. So
1: oh the Deion three peep. Oh, yeah. which one was the best experience, you think? Uh
2: well, I think the I think the Braves game went to, I think he actually hit a home run. Um, so you know, that that's, was oh, that's that was pretty cool. Yeah. Damn, that's crazy. And that was in the days when he would uh take a helicopter. Uh, he had that yeah. start where he took a helicopter from uh you know, I think it was from the Braves game to the Falcons game, and uh, or vice versa. It was one or the other, but um yeah, play play both games in the same day. Um absolute to this day, I think he was probably still one of the most electric athletes the Falcons have ever had. Oh, Man,
1: God, I'm, no. I'm on board with you. I'm on board. Yeah. yeah,
0: I mean, and there's I've seen a lot of guys, a lot of baseball guys say if he would have chose baseball, likely would have been a hall of famer.
1: Yeah, yeah.
0: He, yep. which is insane. Think about it. I mean,
2: oh yeah, yeah,
0: but Man, uh, I'm
1: about to pick Davis' brain a thousand because I didn't know. I got a thousand questions, but go ahead, John. I got... Oh, you're good. No,
0: yeah, yeah. No, I'm just saying, yeah, with our podcast, I mean, uh, like I said, for any first-time listeners, we are definitely centered around the Falcons, but we get into... A lot of atlanta sports we just end up sometimes about netflix movies drinks food you know whatever i mean it's kind of called it all comes up inevitably in our podcast so um, we do recap and we do preview the shows every week or the, the games every week uh we started it like i said about what might and dolphins was our first preview game it was a uh, week five
1: show. or six i believe yeah. it was the Dolphins.
0: Yeah. yeah so um just you know we, we wanted to start it last spring but we we just couldn't I mean, our, our schedules were nuts so we got to start it about four or five weeks in but hey we we're having a blast having a good time so yeah yeah, yeah. but we're gonna say mike
1: nah i'm saying uh we what started off as fun we just having a blast man just every yeah. day and uh and this will be a good one with david on the show I that's can right it <laughs> that's right yeah you I hope so yeah, yeah. You,
0: you guys can follow us um at out of your and mind just out of your and then FN mind on Twitter and out of your Falcon mind on Instagram. Uh, you can email us at atlfalconfancast at gmail.com, like some of you already have this year. We do appreciate that. And uh, Mike. Give yeah.
1: them David's Twitter. If y'all ever want to laugh about some Falcon shit, you got to give him his Twitter. So, David, please. <laughs> hey, would
0: you go ahead, man? There's is, a is DW Falcoholic?
2: You know what it is? Uh, Falcoholic DW.
0: Yeah, Falcoholic DW. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: Y'all got to yeah. check it out.
0: That's right. Yeah, I mean, uh, I, I told David before we came, we came on the show, I mean, we definitely, if you guys are not aware of the Falcoholic, you need to be if you're a Falcons fan because it's, they cover the team inside and out. They understand what it's like to be a Falcons fan uh, through and through. I mean, just not just on the surface of watching games and being a fan, but really, I mean, we're a special type of group. Um, so <laughs> this, yeah. it, come, it oh, comes it yeah. comes through. Yeah, it comes through on the tweets. So, man, we appreciate everything that Falcoholic does. And uh, <laughs> I that, appreciate that. Yeah, man. Yeah, for sure. So, man, David, getting into it, man, right into it. Um, When the Falcons first hired Arthur Smith and Terry
2: Fontenot, what what was your first impression? Um, I was excited. You know, Uh, we obviously keep track of all the coaching candidates. um, And we sort of before before we even uh, when we knew that Dan Quinn was done, you know, middle of the season, we immediately started tracking guys we thought were going to be head coaching candidates. Arthur Smith was one of the names. Uh, obviously, you know, guys like Eric Bieniemy um were on the list. We really loved the idea of him coming in. Um, but the more I started looking at Arthur Smith, I started watching Titans games. Um, and I started watching the Titans Titans games going back to 2019, 2020, when he was the offense coordinator. And uh, I loved what I saw. Uh, you know, and it wasn't, you know, a lot of people say, oh, well, it was – just derrick henry and certainly having derrick henry makes a big difference yeah sure um but what you saw in the passing game was um he the the concepts he used especially in the red zone uh i saw game after game after game where uh ryan tannehill had like three options open um (laughs) three good options and i was like this is the anti-dirk cutter right um and yeah (laughs) and You know, and I think people are uh, forgetting that he came in with a really strong resume despite what happened this season. And, you know, we could talk about that, but his resume coming in was phenomenal. You know, one of the top five offenses year after year, you know, top three in red zone scoring uh, his two years as offensive coordinator. Um, And and it wasn't a fluke. Uh, You look at the plays, the way he ran the offense, uh, you would see consistently uh, games where he had safeties confused. At, at at the snap those safeties didn't know who they were supposed to be covering mm-hmm. um and that is fun to watch and it reminded me a lot of what shanahan did not the same plays not the exact same concepts but shanahan loved to get that defense on their heels where they they didn't know what was coming With um, variety yeah and yeah. and smith was the same way and look you know some people i've had people tell me he needs to be fired after one year and i'm like you guys out of your mind man Dude, we've heard the same uh, thing yeah, yeah yeah it, it's uh you gotta give coaches more time than that especially for a roster and you know cap situation like they have. but mm-hmm. uh you, you know you can't scheme around bad offensive line play you know no. you, there's only so much no. you can do um but i think there there were plays this year um that should give fa- fans hope that um when the pieces come together uh i i think this is going to be a big dynamic offense again so uh, I love the hire. I was glad they brought in an offensive minded coach. Uh, I was tired of going with defensive minded guys. Yeah. Um, you know, this, this is a league that's driven by offense now, period. Um, David. There's no such thing as a shutdown defense anymore. Sure, isn't
1: So I, so I got a question for you, David. Are we just going to jump into this, John. David, do you see it being a dynamic offense with Matty Ice? Um the truth.
2: I, I think there, it, that's going to be a cool, good question. Like next year, um, 2022, I think it's going to be better. Uh, okay. I I don't think it's going to be, I think they'll be in the top half of the league in offense. Okay. Um, Cause I don't think they're that far away. Now, a lot of that's going to depend on Calvin Ridley and what happens with him,
3: mm-hmm.
2: but I don't think they're going to be like a top five offense next year. Okay. I just, I, I don't think they're quite there yet. And then you get into 2023 um. And I don't know if Ryan is here in 2023, so it's it's really open ended. Now, do I think Ryan can run a dynamic offense? Okay. Yes, um, as long as his arm doesn't fall off. Like he's he's going to be 37. Oh. He's he's gonna be 38 <laughs> next year. Yeah. Um, okay.
1: So. Uh, no, do you do do you honestly? You saw him play this year, right? Did you? Was his struggles more from the offensive line? And him getting beat up, or do you see his arm declining? I
2: had some initial concerns about the arm. Um, okay. I saw some throws that, um, and we saw several, you know, throughout the year. Like, yeah, and, yeah. and you you're not going to find a bigger Matt Ryan fan than than me.
0: I um, don't know. But I don't know. Those
2: <laughs> the, those throws alarmed me. Yeah, um, hey, that
1: I love you, Dave. The same way, and I love Matt Ryan. That's my favorite. Yeah. yeah. But I, I,
2: I saw some of those throws. I was like, whoa, like yeah. it, it just underthrown. Um, yeah, you know, he had it is early in the season, later in the season. Um, but then we would see him make throws that were you know 45, 50 yards downfield. And you're like, yep. okay. Um, and what this reminds me of is back in 2015, um, Matt Ryan is and will always be a confidence thrower, he has to be confident in his offensive line. He has to be confident in his receivers and he has to be confident in the scheme. He has to know and, and be comfortable that uh, in, in what is developing on the field. Um, okay. 2015 he short armed passes. And I think people forget that, but there were people then in 2015 saying he's cooked, you know, yeah. this? Okay. Is, yeah, yeah. So okay. we heard the same story back then we heard yeah. them saying, Oh, Matt Ryan is cooked. Um, you know, the Falcons need to be prepared to draft a new quarterback in 2016. Uh, and of course, once he got comfortable, once they brought in Alex Mack to shore up the yeah. interior of the offensive line, um, and once he had a year, a full year in that scheme to fully digest what it was, um, you know, 2016, no one was talking about his arm being cooked. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, obviously he's older and mm-hmm. y- y- you got to keep an eye on it because, yeah. uh, you know, you look at Drew Brees and it, it seemed to happen overnight. No, you, you
1: spot on, you spot on. Yeah.
2: Um, but. I think he probably has two, three years left before we'll see a substantial decline, where man, where it you, becomes
1: where it becomes a problem on yeah. the field. Right. You you are welcome on this podcast from here into eternity. <laughs> you talk good about Matt Ryan. You welcome, man. I love you, buddy, John. Oh, yeah. Go ahead.
0: No, was, uh, yeah, no, Matt. No, yeah. I mean, Mike. Mike, I don't think you've ever said uh, – you said said similar early in the season. You're like, I was a little worried about a few passes. I was, because he's
1: right. I don't care if you're his biggest fan. You have to be honest about a few of those throws you saw. Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. correct. Yeah, and, I mean, uh, when you're talking about how he was in that 2015, same thing with Arthur Smith this year. There were so many folks, if you remember that – wanted to fire shanahan after year one and get i mean yes. oh yeah, they, because they they that the offense was terrible and they couldn't get it and i remember the clip of ryan on the sideline that they, they had a mic there the nfl called him and said when we figured this out we're gonna be unstoppable
3: Yeah, you know
0: and it was uh 2016 and was what i mean they were basically i mean they couldn't yeah. be stopped and i mean i I've said that several times this year to some, some people i know that were you know arthur smith's not it i'm like dude seriously it's been seven games like how can you mm-hmm. And are you watching what's literally on the field with them? Like, I mean, it's you know you can't make that that judgment that quick unless you know off the field he's doing something insane, which he wasn't clearly. Yeah. So I mean, like you have to give him an opportunity to to bring in players and and mm-hmm. like like David said earlier with the cap situation. I mean, when you when you when, uh, when you've got enough to buy a hamburger, I mean. <laughs> basically when there what else i mean i don't know what you expect from them <laughs> to do i mean yeah,
2: not even the five guys burger like not even not e- cheap
1: like a yeah. regular hamburger yeah like the, the
2: wendy's 99 set special
1: <laughs> yeah Freaking, you get yeah. yeah you get two or three of those yeah i mean <laughs> it's crazy yeah
0: yeah but i mean and the, and the matt ryan stuff too i mean i, gr- oh, I Pete, agree huh
1: no i was gonna say i wanna come on i, I, I got something else but Yeah, you yeah, say no. matt ryan what
0: no i just i agree with what david said i mean You know, I guess a big question going into the offseason is do they extend them to lessen the hit, make up more room for us to go out, do things in the, and and I don't mean extend them and say keep them for five years, but just make it more, you know, doable for us to go out and and actually bring in free agents and sign better, you know, players. I mean, if if that happens, I'm kind of on the boat as if they're, if they don't draft a QB this year, which I don't love the QB class this year. I mean, there's a few guys I'd say if they're there, maybe, but they're like, we were me and Mike were talking about before. There's so many holes. I guess if you plug one, I mean, you're making a, you're making progress. Uh, I don't know that that's the hole you necessarily want to plug first, because it's not your biggest need by any stretch of the imagination. Mm-hmm. Um, you're going to have to have a plan because like David said, I mean, he's, age is what it is and you know age is it's undefeated <laughs> you never, it's never undefeated like,
2: yeah. so i mean except for brady but it will catch him one day yeah I'm exactly forward catch that day too yeah he, yeah when he's 64 and he'll and finally realize <laughs> I
1: mean, so i got uh, so i got a question dave it's been a big argument and i've gotten into heated arguments about this four or five times in my life uh in your opinion without a super bowl ring without a super bowl ring he has say he stayed with the falcons one more year he put some stats on the board. Mm-hmm. Then just say, okay, even two more years, and he add put stats on the board. Is Matt Ryan a Hall of Famer to you personally? Is Matt yes. Ryan a shoe Yes. Why yeah. do you say that? Um, I love this so, dude, John. I mean, I love this dude with a fashion. Please go ahead. <laughs> now you say, uh, why is that?
2: Well, uh, first of all, stats do matter. Um, okay. You look at this, all the guys statistically who are in front of Matt Ryan, every last one of them is a Hall of Famer. Um, when you talk about the all-time yardage list, you talk about the touchdown list, um, you know, you look at that, every single last one of those guys is a Hall of Famer. So you're going to tell me that all those guys are Hall of Famers and Matt Ryan is, and then people are going to come back and say, oh, the rings. Yeah. Um, there are a couple of guys up there that don't have rings either.
1: That's what John um, said.
2: And mm-hmm. the thing is, uh, I've watched pro football for a long time, and I've seen a lot of quarterbacks come in and start off really hot and, and they fade over time for whatever reason, injuries, uh, you know, uh, coaching changes. Um, you know, they just they they don't they can't extend their careers for a quarterback to have a 14 year and probably 15, 16, 17 year career yes. is crazy difficult. Um, look, just look up I-85 to the Carolina Panthers. Cam right. Newton came in with a bang. He was, yep. you know, a dynamic quarterback. Uh, Was putting up big numbers, you know, obviously not as much as a passer, but, uh, you know, clearly was a a big weapon for them and couldn't keep it up, couldn't sustain it. Um, Your ability to sustain a career for over a decade, a decade and a half in the NFL, um, Ryan has only missed three games, two, (laughs) two games in 2009, one game in 2019. All of that matters. And look, the NFL does not keep quarterbacks around because they like them. You have to stay productive. Um, So, yeah, uh, people keep saying, oh, you know, those records are going to fall over time. Maybe, you know. Mm -hmm. Uh, You you keep Patrick Mahomes behind terrible offensive lines, he may not make it to age 35 as a quarterback. That's a good point. So, you know, Ryan has put up with a lot of crap over his career. And for him to stay as healthy as he has, continue to put up the stats he has, uh, in my mind, is Hall of Fame worthy.
1: Yeah. Out of your falcon mind, David Walker, <laughs> Johnny Yates, Mike Kitt, Matty Ice. I love
0: it. Yeah, I couldn't agree more, man. I mean, that's and he's been sacked four hundred and fifty times in his career and hit God knows how many times. And just into and, and to miss what, two to three games, like you just said, is I mean, it's almost impossible. I mean, it really almost is. impossible. I mean, and it's not like he's getting touched. I mean, he's getting hammered and getting, yeah. I mean, big dudes are landing on him. I mean, it's not like it's, uh, you know, <laughs> I mean, in this year, especially, like I said, and then, you know, so I, yeah, I definitely, definitely agree with you on that one,
1: man. I could turn this to a, a Matt Ryan podcast. But I don't want to, so I'm gonna let John go ahead. I'm, I'm gonna just let you go ahead.
0: No, uh, well, I mean, yeah. So yeah, the original question was, you know how how did you feel about Arthur Smith and and Fontenot? and that that's kind of so I think Mike and I talked when they hired Arthur and we were we were kind of like we we knew the offense that he brought from Tennessee and because everybody wrote Tannehill off before he worked. Oh yeah you know what I mean and he was like he was done he's not gonna be he's gonna be a either bust and then Arthur even
2: Tennessee did he was their backup they didn't bring
0: him in to be a starter yeah Mariota was right
1: right he was behind Mariota exactly I I forgot about that I thought he wasn't a starter Right, No. yeah, Yeah. he yeah. just, mm-hmm.
0: So, uh, you know, so I, I, like you did, I mean, I didn't go back, I, just, I know I didn't watch as, as much film as you did with, with the Titans offense, but um, I saw what, you know, we could do there. And especially after the signing of uh, CP, I thought, okay, it's probably going to be his Henry type of guy, because, you know, in a way, because we need, we didn't have anybody, I mean, I, I mean, Mike Davis,
2: mm-hmm. uh, you know, did a job, <laughs> he did a job. I mean, you know, Damn. so. so uh, Damn, John. I mean, it is what it is. He got dressed. He put on his <laughs> cleats, you know.
1: He did a job. Yeah. He He cashed
2: the checks.
1: Yeah, he did. He did. He did. He yeah. showed up
2: on game day. You know, yeah. he did the, the bare minimum there. And yeah. Fast protected probably better than Jalen Mayfield. But anyway. Oh, he, um,
1: <laughs> probably. That's a low yeah. bar. That's, <laughs> that's a really low is, bar.
0: Really my,
1: man, my aunt can pass protect <laughs>
0: Man.
1: I'm not. Yeah, yeah,
0: I know. But uh, yeah, so anyway, we, you know, and I was pretty excited about Fontenot too, just seeing what he did with that Saints team. I was like, okay, you know, this obviously his, it looks like he can evaluate talent. So, you know, they excited us about that as well. So, I mean, as the season start, started, you know, I mean, I don't know about you. I had literally zero expectations. Like, I, I yeah, didn't sure. know if we were going to win two games. I don't know if we were going to win seven games. And I thought if we won seven to eight, that's a hell of a success, to be honest, with what we had to go and that was even with Ridley before, before the ridley stuff even
2: happened yeah exactly you know?
0: and um you know i especially coming off of last season um so you know again that i don't know i don't I, I i make the mistake of going out of the twitter rabbit hole sometimes and it does i guess what you'll just find that's stupid as shit <laughs> but i mean i i some of the takes on there uh, after you know like i said four or five weeks like i don't know yeah. what you're looking at on the field like what do you expect from these players <laughs> you, who you don't see you don't know their names they, these guys are rookies or they're uh, you know literally like let's kick the tires on this guy and see if he's still got some tread left i mean like that's what mm-hmm. we were working with you know so mm-hmm. basically uh, yeah so uh yeah I, I didn't i had zero expectations cool. so i was pretty happy to be honest with you with i mean all in all i mean i, I wasn't expecting any i wasn't expecting a playoff run it was funny we were talking about the playoffs um, you
1: almost made far it far into the season as up. we were.
0: I mean, because I mean, we kept uh, during the season, you know, even though there- our shows we were like, I guess we have to talk about it because we're technically in it, but I mean, you know, it's we knew that
1: it, you know, we, I, knew I, we wouldn't talk about it for long, <laughs> yeah, <it> was <laughs> we knew it
0: was slowly coming to an end, yeah, but so, yeah, um,
1: I- David, if you had to pick a um, uh, uh, a surprise Falcon, and she is somebody who you uh may have um underestimated who kind of blew your mind in their performance over the season, or they blew your mind in how they improved from week to week uh, on offense and defense. Who would you say?
2: I mean, the easy answer is Patterson, right? Like wow. I don't okay. think anyone expected him to be as uh, a bigger contributor on offense um, as, as he was. Uh, yeah. It's gotta
1: be him, man. Like,
2: okay. uh, yeah, he's,
1: so, like, a uh, defense is who? If you had to pick somebody on defense, would you
2: Easily, A.J. Terrell. I, um, I knew that was coming. That's John. <laughs> yeah, and the thing is, like, you know, if you look at cornerbacks in the NFL, it generally takes uh, three years for these guys to hit their their peak. Um, the idea of Terrell not having hit his, like, his his true ceiling is should be terrifying to yes. NFL offenses. He was a yeah. shut, he's a true shutdown corner. That's
1: what yeah. I said. Yep.
2: Um, and in his second year, up uh, and yep. on a defense with the worst pass rush in the league. Um, and and he, yeah, he blew my mind. I thought he was going to be better, I thought he was going to be a good cornerback. I did not think he was going to be an all pro cornerback. Okay. Um, yeah, and Either that's no, that's a massive leap.
1: Massive. Yeah. yeah.
0: I don't know that I've ever seen a corner go from year one to year two like that. Not I that, mean, no, no. And, and I can't I think, think that's it. a big reason he didn't make the pro bowl because nobody he was like, everybody's like, who the hell is AJ Terrell? I mean, like, cause yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, he was okay last year. I mean, but I did not see that coming. I mean, nobody did. Mm-hmm. Like nobody did. Nobody did. No. Um, Yeah. I mean, and I, I mean, I guess the easy, like, this all these questions can be answered somewhat easily, but the, <laughs> um, I mean, the, the, the person that, you know, I guess let us down the most could be a few different people, but Mike, uh, who would you say on defense?
1: On oh Fowler, Dante Fowler, My, no, not a If fan I done. could push one, if I could, if I saw the model bus coming, and I could shove <laughs> one person. <laughs> cause he, cause he got every, he has everything that you would want: speed, the height, the strength. No production. I have no understanding. So hold on. Also, I, ha- I, have to say this, man, David, John is a uh, the, the thing about our podcast is two people, with John. Really, really dislikes. Okay, when you bring him up, he gets really mad. He just nothing positive. Dan Quinn and Vic Beasley. Okay, Did Vic Beasley <laughs> get under John's skin like Dante Fowler. Again, <clears throat> is it is? Do you have a Falcon who just get under yours, or who you think we overpaid, or who who you just was kind of like? No, I just because for me, it's Fowler for John. is Vic Beasley. Do you have one? It could be oh. now or or, or past.
2: Easy, Ray Edwards.
1: Okay, hey, that's that, a good one. That's a good one. I wouldn't have thought of that. Okay,
2: that guy came in. I remember there was a, a game where he, I think he scooped up a fumble, or mm-hmm. uh, and and he had to run it. I think he actually ran it back uh, for a touchdown. And that that sob was winded. Like yeah. he, this guy <laughs> yeah. could not even come into camp and into the regular season in shape. And yeah. and and then during the season, you're seeing like he's a a a damned underwear model i'm like what is happening what is this garbage yeah yeah Yeah. i was i was excited about that signing too i was like yes i was too this is gonna be great and then yeah he's gonna help out abraham and exactly Exactly. all that guy did was take terrible you know instagram photos that was the extent of his career man yeah yeah
0: no i I, don't yeah, I mean, with Vic. I mean, Vic seemed like the nicest dude on the face of the earth.
2: Yeah. Oh, he was. But,
0: yeah. Yeah. I mean, and that's all I heard. I mean, any anybody in the media that is just the nicest guy ever, um, which is great. But I don't want my defensive end to be a really nice guy at all. And, I mean, and and unfortunately for him, I mean, he just didn't have – I mean, he had the spin move. But yeah. – like, and, and we had uh, – our, our buddy Chris is a huge Saints fan, and we have him on during the season for our pre – and review for our saints games and um you know he said you know he had a lot of it was a slot of speed to to a stop like he would yeah. like it was like you, you got to a stoplight and that was it i mean you couldn't go yeah. once he hit the tackle that was that was that um so that was the only problem was yeah that and, and yeah. Well, i don't even want to get into dan quinn but um yeah the uh <laughs> uh, no, it's unforgivable.
1: Uh, and, yeah. and unforgivable. Too, hey, hey, John too. is so serious right now. He's on un- But I'm. I I totally agree with you, buddy. But no, look. Totally what
0: sucks too is Dan Quinn. Awesome dude. Like awesome human being. Awesome dude. Awesome. Like, f- fantastic person.
1: human. Just
0: damn right. it, man. Like I just. Mm.
1: Yeah. Man, <clears throat> if we ever want to debate cookies or have like a hippie thing, we would be. <laughs> but as far as football, this is not.
2: Oh man, if
1: you want to have a campfire, man, Dan Quinn and Vic Beasley will be at rice krispy yeah. retreats, six <laughs> I don't man, I don't know.
0: Yeah. yeah. So anyway, back to the uh, season. I, I, I was also excited about uh Dean P's hire just just looking at what he'd done over his career and you know the teams he had coached, the players he had coached and everything. So and then we started wondering, like Mike and I were talking during the year, like man, you know, the there were so many mistakes being made on the defense and you know I think Pease had the press conference and he came out and he said well we're only I don't know 25 percent 30 percent whatever he said into the playbook and you know the back yeah. you know these guys are so new they're so young you know and they, they're not quite understanding yet that was like I think I think that was the main reason he said Richie Grant wasn't on the field as much because he wasn't getting oh, yeah. it as quickly as the other guys were and so we're like shit is there is there is this I mean is it Bad that it's too difficult for these guys. Like, do we need to have it dumbed down a little bit, or you know, how's this? <laughs> but I mean, I think it's just part of the yeah. process that you know that they're going to have yeah. to, you know, this the first year is going to be tough, you know, and they're going to have to. And I, I kind of hope, and I expect, um, a second year to be a lot better under under DMPs. What do you think, David?
2: Yes. Um, so we kind of went the opposite direction defensively. You know, Dan mm-hmm. Quinn yes. ran a very simple defense. Um, yeah. Like when he first came here, I still have a T-shirt that was, you know, the beginning of the Dan Quinn era. It said "Run and hit," and that, like that was his thing. He wanted yeah. fast guys, yeah. and he was just he was going to drop in zone and just force you to complete thirty passes in the row. Yeah,
3: because
2: uh, they weren't going to give you anything deep, and they're going to hit you hard. Mm-hmm. Uh, unfortunately, he would let you complete thirty passes in the row. What's the problem with his defense? Right um, now, what Pease does is the opposite. It is you know, once you get outside of that, the the defensive front, so you get to the linebackers, the safeties and the corners, um, those guys in his defense are interchangeable. And they're interchangeable because he does not want the quarterback or the offensive line at any point in time to know what's going on in the secondary. Mm -hmm. Uh, He is looking to cause confusion. And those are generally some of the best defenses in the league, but they also Mm -hmm. take the longest to install. I got you. Um, I got you. And the thing with Richie Grant, is, you know, people are like, oh, why is it taking him so long? It's not so much that he doesn't know the playbook. It is that in a defense like that, where literally at the snap, you're showing a coverage before the snap. And at the snap, the minute that ball moves, you have guys changing the coverage after okay. the fact. Hmm. Um, that requires that every single player on that defense has not just a full understanding of the playbook, it needs to be like muscle memory. It can't be something like, you know, if, if you've ever shot a gun, uh, you, you can learn pretty quickly how to hold a gun, you know, how to position yourself, get your body ready. Um, but it doesn't mean you can do it instinctively. Like you have to do it over and over and over and over again to be able to pull that gun and, and, and shoot it quickly and accurately. Um, and it's the same thing with this kind of defense where, where you want to change up, you want to disguise coverages. Uh, it's again, like with all the, the corners, the safeties and linebackers, which incidentally are the, is the group with the exception of HHRL. That is the group that struggled um, yeah. the most in the first half of the season. Yeah. Like you look at the, the first half of the season, they, they had the biggest struggles, but look at what started happening in the second half of the season. Yep. Um, you look at the Buffalo bills game and what they started doing to, uh, uh, to, to Allen up there. And, that is a sort of a sneak peek of what's coming as long as they can get the pass rush address. Uh, and as long as these guys begin to really sort of instinctively get, and they can quickly react and execute the playbook. So yes, I, am a big, I'm still a big believer in Dean DMPs. We had the worst defense in the league. Um, and I know people want to write off coaches after one year, but there's a reason Dean Pease was coaching in his seventies. Uh, and there's a reason Tennessee wanted him to come back. After he retired.
1: Mm-hmm. Yep.
2: Yep. So, you know, it's, <clears throat> for all the Twitteratis who are, you know, brilliant defense coordinators in the waiting, <laughs> um, yeah. it, it's, it takes time. And uh, he's he's building something for the long haul. Um, and that means yeah. sometimes the, the short-term sacrifices, you're going to have to watch some bad football, missed yeah. assignments, yeah. guys in the wrong place, guys that, you know, you see receivers wide open. Because yeah. the two corners, you know, forgot their assignments. The safety mm-hmm. forgot his assignment. Um, when it clicks, it's going to be a much, much different defense.
1: Yeah,
0: agreed. Yeah, and I think the height, the, probably the height of that, was the Cowboys game where you saw just chaos in the secondary, yeah. and I mean, yeah. and, and followed up by the Patriots game, which we probably couldn't have played a worse team after the Cowboys of playing Belichick and, and that <laughs> offense, and what, and even even with Matt Jones, as, as and he didn't, I mean, he, he didn't have a great game, but I mean, just. Nope. But like, like like David said, in that defense, like you have to know not only your job, but everybody else's job and what yes. they're responsible for. Because if you don't and you end up in the wrong spot, then, yeah, you know, yeah. that's, that's going to be trouble for, for everyone. But, yeah, and I, I, I agree, man. I, I, I thought that uh, initially I was like a little worried and I thought, you know what, no, looking back at the teams he's coached, and it wasn't an overnight switch, even with the guys he had back then that were veterans. I mean, this took a long, this took a while for the veterans to get, not just rookie players. So, yeah. I mean, it was, it was something different. So, you know, like, if, I just don't think people that, that kind of look at it on the surface and they just, you know, want the results to happen overnight. And, it's, and that's not f- football, especially at this level. <laughs> and no. I mean, when you're working and if you, yeah, it's just, I don't know. It's, it's.
1: Yeah, said it. But I, I think he said it best when, um, if I'm subconscious with it, then, then I can react instinctively to the play. But right. I have yes. to remember my assignment, I can't react instinctively to any. That'll be yeah. like man, next season or the third season, hopefully. That
2: that split second is that split second. A yep, massive difference in the NFL. Is it, a difference in pick difference.
1: six. The pick right. six well, is but, the yeah. difference between that you know you being able to jump the route and you react exactly for exactly. tip ball, ball or anything. Yeah. Yep, a yeah. tip ball. Yep, yeah, yep.
0: and uh, and like you said, I mean, after after that, I, honestly, after the Patriots game, you started to see a pretty hefty increase, you know, improvement across the mm-hmm. the until the season until you know, the end of the season. A um, Few hookups here and there, but overall, definitely got better. Um,
1: uh, Actually, hold, hold on, John. Let me yeah. say, I, I, David, I got to ask you, but now, if you have to pick a Falcon for next season, the Falcon has. The Falcon can be a Falcon that was on any Falcon team that you've ever seen. Okay. But you have to pick one Falcon player to add to our team for next season. And you get him at the peak of his talents, but you can get him for one season, one season, any Falcon at the peak of his talents to help us specifically with our team for next year. Who do you bring?
2: Mm -hmm. I want to say Julio, but I'm gonna I'm not I'm not gonna say Julio. Okay. Um that's, that's very me. tempting though. Yeah, Definitely I know I, I see you guys okay. really is. <laughs> Julio at his peak was unbelievable. Oh, man. Yeah. Um okay. but I'll tell you what. Um when he was at his peak, uh Jamal Anderson at running back. Oh steamroll shit. guys. Yes, he could a... steamroll guys. Yes, and he was bag. fun oh, to watch could... as a running back. But that
1: will help us so much next season. Yeah. Damn that'd be hey. I'm you go, John. You say who? Next season. One season. Huh. At the peak of his talents.
0: Peak of his talents. Just because uh I'll go defense just to be different. And I mean, Dion's an easy one to say on corner because we, you know, but I mean we got AJ, we got AJ, so I'm not gonna say that. Um I'll go John Abraham at his height because damn, be- do, oh, man. damn do we need a <laughs> <Yeah>. pass rusher? <laughs> so,
1: yeah. That's yeah. a good one too. Uh, my- man, I'm going Dion. I'm, I'm <laughs> going yeah. to <laughs> <I> <laughs> Oh my god. Dion and AJ on the field. Oh my the same god. Time. Oh my god. Who can oh complete? It? But I'm gonna tell you, man, they would have to cover for 10 minutes per play. <laughs> hey, you my- get no push, no. But Seriously. imagine that. Wait,
0: well, hey, oh, no, man. before 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 we actually before we go on the next uh topic. David what was your opinion on Fabian Moreau I thought he got um kind of a not the like a, a raw deal but I mean from the from the fans it seemed like he was definitely the whipping boy and I, and I oh, thought he was. <laughs> oh for now, yeah no doubt about it um and, and i I'm definitely I mean not a not a great season but I was looking at it from a point of was okay AJ and Mike and I talked about like if you're not going to AJ well clearly you're going to go the other side of the field you know and yeah. typically that's where Fabian is at and we looked at the numbers I mean they weren't terrible i mean like terrible terrible and i thought he actually was like this is not that bad for a young corner opposite of your star corner Mm -hmm. you Mm -hmm. know that's also going into the defense so I, you know people were ready to just replace him like that i'm not ready to throw him out just yet i I kind of want to see what year two looks like
2: i am i agree he he was you know the, the thing was and this is what i love about what Fontenot did this year um moreau was cheap
1: yeah um yeah
2: you know and they did not pay him a lot of money And the thing was, he started the season rough, without a doubt, Mm -hmm. um, as did most of the secondary. (laughs) Um, And, you know, he got picked on. But there was a stretch in the middle of the season towards, you know, towards the back half of the season um, where he was playing some really good football. That's what I see. he, He was, in my mind, living up more than his contract, than what we had paid him. Um, I would bring him back. If we could get him on the same deal, I'd bring him back in the New York minute. Oh, yeah. um, and look, that doesn't mean you, like if, a, if you have a top tier corner that falls to you in the draft, mm-hmm. grab them, okay. you know, yeah. Yeah, you yeah. can, if you can put two bookend corners on that defense um, you know, that that's terrifying for offensive coordinators. Yeah. Um, so bringing back Moreau doesn't mean you don't address the position in the draft. Right. Mm-hmm. Bringing back Moreau means you have a guy who's experienced in the defense who can give you stretches of quality play, who doesn't cost you a lot of money, mm-hmm. um, who is still relatively young. And, you know, worst case, if you bring in another guy that supplants him, you've got a cornerback three, cornerback four, who you you know you can put in as a starter in a pinch because God knows the NFL is all about injuries and yeah. know, what kind of experience depth you have. Yeah, I bring back Fabian Rowan it, it, easily. You know, he's not a great corner, but right. we don't need him to be a great corner. We're not paying him, you know, $15 million a year. We paid him a million. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think we got more, more than the, our money's worth out of him. So yeah. Uh, now, again, depends on the money. Right. Um, yeah. I'm not, yeah. I'm not going to pay F. a Fabian Moreau three, 5 million a no, year, a year no, no, no. but for a million a year. Absolutely. I bring it back. That's
1: a great answer. Great yeah,
0: answer. no, I agree. Um, all right. So the topic that I guess surrounded the team most of the year um, Calvin Ridley, I mean, and nothing seemed to change from week to week with the team is what they were saying. Mike seemed to think that behind closed doors, they had to know, like they've had to be in talking at some point and said, okay, cause you know, and, I, and I'm, I sort of agree because I don't know that, especially now, like, you know, I think they asked, uh, I can't remember if it was in the, the end of the season press conference or, or not, but that did believe They, they asked Arthur or, or Terry, you know, have you heard from him and is there a certain date that you say, okay, I've got to make a decision here to, mm-hmm. you know, what are you going to do? And they still just, they basically just, well we've given them the time and it basically I don't know what you took from that press conference I mean we I think we joked about it online but I I just kind of watched and like I, I didn't learn a thing I don't know anything from
2: we won't yeah I
0: mean, yeah but um and I don't expect them to go up there and just say this is what we're going to do and spit it all out but I mean you know it was just one of those things but um yeah it was one of those situations it's like man I I loved Calvin. Still do. I, I, I hope he comes. I hope he's healthy. I hope he comes back. I hope he's right. Cause God knows we need a receiver. We need him badly. I think we probably mm-hmm. went to two, maybe two three more games this year if we have him um, no, on obviously. the roster. Um, but um, I don't know. I, I the, the longer it went on this season and the, the more as, as quiet as it stayed, I begin to think that maybe he doesn't play for us again. I don't know. What do you think?
2: Yeah. I, I think it's a possibility. Yeah. Um, And I I think the Falcons know what's going on for the most part. Um, And, you know, they're very Belichickian in their approach (laughs) to like, they're just not going to, they're not going to give away anything. Now I will say this um, other than the little Snapchat thing, which I think got blown way out of proportion with what Ridley posted on Snapchat. Oh, uh, stats.
3: Yeah.
2: Yeah. The the whole stats thing. I think it was, I think people read into that what they wanted to read into that. Um, We haven't heard anything um mm-hmm. and I, i'll say this um i actually got the chance to interview calvin before the season began mm-hmm. um it was part of the pepsi uh the whole promotional thing that he was doing with pepsi and their the their favorite meals that they would have you know before a game <laughs> uh and this was like some sort of nachos thing and i was like that's probably gonna slow you down on the field calvin yeah. um but anyhow that it would not be my choice <laughs> right yeah. uh when i was doing the interview um and I remember I, when I got done, I you know I talked to their alcoholic writers, and um, you know, they were asking me how it went, and I, I was like, he seemed off. Hmm. There was there was something like he, you know, I, I've seen Calvin interviews before, um, and he seemed off. Something was like he, you know, and maybe it was just the, him being tired of interviews, and you know, so I don't want to read too much into it, right. But that that stuck with me throughout the year. It was it was like you know I I actually think you know people are like oh you know his his mental health suffered during the season. I I think there's a chance it was not good coming into the
1: season. Man, he was missing assignments. If y'all remember, he was running the wrong routes a few times. He missed assignments. Yeah. He was.
0: Yeah. No. Yeah. He was. Yeah. Having, he wasn't having a. T- no. Before he. Yeah. You're right. Before he caught a quiz, he wasn't having a great year by any uh, even no, a good year at that. Uh, I mean, but yeah. I mean that's yeah.
2: now and again i'm speculating sure um but you know i think it it, it just shows the seriousness of of mm-hmm. you know the, the mental health issues is a lot of people were assuming oh well it's because he dropped passes i'm like no no that's right. that's not it he's dropped passes all um, whole or, career. i mean right it, and, or he had you know he struggled in games and no he's he's had games where he struggled mm-hmm. um i i i personally think that um it's all legit I, I think it may have been there the seeds of it may have been there before the season um and I, you know I, I just hope he gets better yeah. um i i would say at this point if you want to try to figure out the odds of him being on the team flip a coin yeah uh, i think that's about where they're at it's about 50 50 odds of him being on the team next year uh versus not i hope he's there i hope he's comes back healthy and and strong uh like you said we need him we need yeah. we need a good receiver um, and I think he can be that, but yeah, uh, flip a coin, man. Yeah. Yeah.
0: yeah. And I, it killed me too, because he was, uh, he was on the sidelines for the Georgia Alabama SEC championship game, you know, there on the Alabama mm-hmm. sideline. And to see the reaction on Twitter, you would think that he was like suited up and was, you know, out there. I was like, right. It blew me away. I was like, because a guy's having issues doesn't mean he's in his closet in the corner right. shaking <laughs> yeah. 24 hours a day. Like that's, the, oh. the stupidity around it, I was like, of course he's going to still live his life. It doesn't mean he doesn't have things going yeah. on that's, you know, it's just, I don't know. Um, Like like I said, you know, we we didn't get on Twitter a lot prior to doing the show. We, we're on there now more, obviously, to, yeah. to, to <laughs> you know, get the show out there and, and interact with more fans. And I'm just like, man. I, man,
1: <laughs> I'm going to tell you, like, you see the wildest, like, the Falcon fans turn on Falcons. Like, so fast. Bad. I mean, they turn overnight, and they and they want you off the team. They want the coach fired. It's no logic to the no Falcons fans. No,
0: yeah, it's
2: no. it, it If you Freddy listen to Falcons Falcon. fans, we would have new coaches every single year. Oh my God. no, yeah. they do it every yeah.
1: year, and we said Matt Ryan would have been fired thirty times in his career by <laughs> that date. Oh, I think
0: – I don't. I don't I'm gonna
1: say what I do. It's called Buffalo Wild Wings fans. Is you put on a jersey and <laughs> you match your hat, and you know nothing about the <laughs> You just eat wings and you match the jersey with your hat and you look cute, but you don't really know what you're talking about. Yeah. Or you watch too. Like, man, David and – I want everybody to hear this. David and John just both told y'all that you can't judge a coach on offense, defense, or coordinator in year one. That's a a ridiculous notion to even think that Arthur Smith was going to come in and we was going to turn the whole team around or like Dean Pease was going to have our defense top – five y'all are ridiculous be patient i can't even write that i'm telling them man it's people who like work at chipotle who take time to learn how to roll a damn burrito that's right now you talking about playing cornerback and you have the nerve to be so judgmental like he should learn it in two weeks man you couldn't roll a taco it took you two months to roll a taco correctly without getting written up so You know, leave A.J. Terrell and the rest of those dudes alone, man. It's a hard job. Being in the NFL is school. Part of it is school. So mm-hmm. leave the people alone and give them patience to learn. That's all I'm saying. John and David just told you that. That's all I'm saying. Yeah,
0: I mean, I don't know. I think a lot of it is kind of just they want – reactions you know so they're going yeah. to say this off often I mean some some people I'm sure believe it too but I mean like some of the stuff you see is just so off the wall I'm like good god like you can't believe like you just can't yeah. honestly believe that you know um like and I, mm-hmm. last week David on our, our last show um I told Mike because I, I kind of went off on a rant because it seemed like after the last game like there was just a load of Matt Ryan just filth on Twitter and I and I and I was like I think there's there seems to be like three or four different sex of like matt of you know matt ryan whatever you call it fans whatever there's the unconditional love and support that you know that's mike you know <laughs> president of and then there's like the, the 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 ones that are like totally supportive but obviously like will hold them accountable then there's <laughs> the ones that just believe that it's just time to move on nothing against matt, matt. it's just time to move on they want a new quarterback in the system that's fine then there's the ones that's just completely throw hate at him for whatever. I can't figure it out, man. Like, I don't – I just – I can't figure it out. Like, I, of all the players, the stuff he does off the field, the most genuine dude to play looks like to play with, the teammates, every teammates loved him. I, I just can't – I couldn't wrap my head around it. But And yeah. and the
1: same way I was trying to uh, – I was saying on our last show, David, that uh, being a quarterback is like being the logo of a team. You like you to face yep. And that's also a job as far as how you conduct yourself off the field. And you got it, man, 15 years, 14 years without being on TMZ, without getting caught cheating on your wife, smoking weed <laughs> or at the strip club. Matt Ryan has been flawless, man. You got to give him the way he conducts himself, the way he dressed, the way he talked, the way he's he's a professional quarterback. You can't ask for yeah. more than that. He's a classic act, man. Yeah, that I, I <laughs> really, like-
0: and obviously we rolled like we rolled back around to Matt Ryan's somehow but I mean, the uh, – <laughs> I told you,
1: hey man, I could do this ten ways. I could do it ten different ways. Boy. But
0: uh but David, I think. Yeah, see I, I there think, you go. <laughs> but David, I think you said it might have been today. I, I read it. Uh, maybe it was your tweet or somebody. The uh, the hit percentages on QBs. It's oh, so it's awful. It's like one in like one in four, basically. Um, so, yeah, so that's that's
2: just to get. Um, a like serviceable below average right. serviceable. serviceable yeah um yeah 75 percent of the guys drafted since 2009 are either out of the league or poor quality quarterbacks like guys that you wouldn't even want as a backup 75 insane. so three out of four um yeah i, I went back and i did uh, I, I pulled up all 153 guys that were drafted and i ranked all of them based on you know they where they're at in the league if they're in the league um mm-hmm. their quality as far as you know whether they're a great starter, a good starter, average, poor, and uh, it, here's the other thing: the hit rate for quarterbacks drafted in the top five is awful. It's awful. Um, oh, because you go back, and yeah, it, it, that's the big part of it. Um, and you look at like you know Josh Allen; he wasn't taken in the top five. No. Nope. Um, Patrick Mahomes not taken in the top five. That's Lamar Jackson point. not taken in the top five. Usually those teams that are in the top five are there for a reason. They pull mm-hmm. in the quarterback, they put him on an awful team, and the guy flames out. Um, and, and a lot of times uh, teams reach for quarterbacks. And mm-hmm. I, I, I think ultimately Wilson in this past draft class will be that guy with the Jets. Uh, surprise, surprise. Yeah, and by the way, cool. no other team has drafted more quarterbacks in, in since 2009 than New York Jets. They've drafted nine quarterbacks uh, since 2009. Um, so, yeah, when I did that analysis of, uh, of these draft classes, because I wanted to see, you know, since Matt Ryan came into the league, what has it been like? And um, it's terrible, um, which, you know, when you're talking about what should the front office do, if look, the Saints probably could have moved on from Drew Brees a year mm-hmm. sooner, mm-hmm. right? The arm fell off. It was obvious. Mm-hmm. But here's the thing that people forget. The Saints were in the playoffs in Drew Brees last year. Yeah. Yeah. He was still, even with a subpar arm, he was still a good enough quarterback to take that team to the playoffs as, as his arm was being held together with bubble gum and duct tape. Yeah. And he still took them to (laughs) a playoff game because the, the arm is not the only thing that matters for an NFL quarterback. Mm-hmm. You know, it's that the brain that's about knowing the defense is about getting your guys in the right place. So look, if the Falcons hang on to Matt Ryan one year too long, it's not the worst decision in the world. Yeah. Um, and honestly, I, I, I would lean towards that camp versus being the team that let go of him a little bit too soon yeah. and watched him have success elsewhere. As you, yeah. you know, begin to flounder with a young quarterback yeah. that statistically You're probably not going to hit on like the odds of you hitting on a quarterback are really bad in the NFL because it is hard to find a good quarterback. Um, So yeah, I've got a lot of quarterback opinions. I I was saying that.
1: Look, I was saying that so many times. There are people who want him to go after every bad game. They want him to go, or every game period they want him to go. But I'm thinking if y'all knew how many teams in NFL have to wait a decade to get a good quarterback or longer or, or two. Man, when you see like the Washington yep. Redskins and the Cleveland Browns and the Buffalo Bills, how long them teams you don't want, you don't ever know if it's gonna be 15 years before you get before you replace Matt Ryan. So you can't be so quick to move on. Exactly.
0: Yeah, yeah. and then the fans that are that pissed off now, like imagine having Just, 10 years of like yeah, recycling quarterbacks. I mean, like, or you know, having to get, I mean, that's I mean
2: look at the Denver Broncos. Yeah, yeah. yep. Once Peyton Manning retired, uh, they had a top-tier defense after he retired um, yep. for several years. So, you know, Von Miller uh, is one of the best pass rushers in the league. They had a top-five defense for several years. Could barely get to the playoffs, yep. all because of the quarterback. They drafted eight quarterbacks since 2009. Um, That's crazy. So, look, it's, you know, it, when you find a good quarterback, you hold on to them. Uh, yes. right. and, and in my mind, you write them out. You write you them out as long as you have to. If you hold on to, like I said, if you hold on to them a year too long, um, you're still, you're, you're maximizing the the productivity yeah. of that quarterback. Yeah. Um, and,
0: yeah, we've said it a few times until it's visible that he's the one hurting your team. No. Like right. he's, the, until he's the issue, then I don't, I don't understand why you don't build around him at that point. And then, and, 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 yeah, like we said earlier, you're going to inevitably draft his successor. That's, that's, mm-hmm. that's just facts, you know, but doesn't, I, I don't know that it has to be this year necessarily um, especially when there's other needs that could help the team. Um, you know, when you've got a, for one first round in two seconds, you know, you've legitimately got three potentially starters right there mm-hmm. that you could plug in. And like you said, I didn't think we we're that far off. I mean, if you take care of a few positions, that kind of leads us into, you don't mm-hmm. see, or at least, I mean, on, outside you don't see too many gms or coaches move on from a player they drafted after one year do you think mayfield was bad enough this year that they've got knew to make coming. a change knew it was coming
1: i, kn- I knew it was coming john <laughs> i could spend it from a mile away no, he was so epically oh, bad this no, year no. Like, do you Spot say on.
0: okay sorry but i screwed up on that one i gotta we gotta yeah. figure this out
2: um I, I think what you have to do is realize um first of all the, i don't think the plan was ever for him to play a snap this year uh yeah. you remember josh andrews was supposed essentially to. the named starter right. and then right. broke his thumb in mm-hmm. the first week of practice in the regular season um and then I, th- I think when you look at who was on the roster it was like okay you know the only other person who got any kind of snaps with the first team was Jalen mayfield we need to put him in there um and yeah he had he was the worst pass blocker in the league mm-hmm. now he actually turned out to be a fairly decent run blocker by the time mm-hmm. the year was done. Um, but if I'm the GM and no one's invited me, so take it for what it's worth. Uh, if I'm the GM, I'm bringing in a veteran, uh, to compete with in left you. guard. Uh, I'm not necessarily going to go with the young guy again. Um, uh, although I'll, I'll say this, if you, the other philosophy I have is if you overdraft in the trenches, um, and you you ultimately end up finding multiple starters. That's a good problem to have. For
0: sure. Like if, if yes. they
2: if they drafted yep. another offensive lineman and they're like, oh hey, we have four quality starters for the interior of the offensive line, um, that is a hell of a good problem to have. You have you have draft capital for you know trades and, and whatnot. Mm-hmm. Um, so if they, if someone falls to them and they take someone in the first round, like to compete uh, somewhere on the offensive line, great, do it. Yeah. Um, but I, I think you you can't go into next year hoping and praying that Mayfield makes so big of a leap that he goes from the worst guard of the league to being just league average. Cause this mediocre. Cause that would, yeah. that would be a yeah, massive said, leap.
1: He said it's to be a massive leap to make the man league average.
2: <laughs> yeah. This is, as a pass blocker, as yeah, a, pass, as blocker a now, pass blocker, which uh, Again, look, when it comes to the interior of the, of the offensive line, you can give tackles help. Um, Aaron Freeman said it best. You can give tackles help. You can put a tight end out there. You can yeah. have uh, your running back go out and chip the you know, a pass rusher. Mm-hmm. It is almost it is impossible to give an interior offensive lineman help. Um, and there was a reason that at the, at the absolute peak of the Saints offense with Drew Brees, they had two mammoth men at left guard and right guard. You did not pressure Drew Brees up the middle. It did not happen. Um, And I think with, with Matt Ryan, you got to do the same. So you can't, I I, I think Mayfield can turn into something eventually, but I would not bet on him making that leap in just one off season, bringing the veteran Um, worst case. If Mayfield takes the job and the veteran has to sit on the bench, you've got good depth, Um, you know, most likely scenario is he gets beat out and he gets another year to develop. Right. So, yeah. Thank, but but thank I'm God. not going to like cut him like he's cheap. Yeah. You know, at this right. point. It's, right. it's,
0: yeah. I mean, thank God uh, Chris Listerum was like maybe the best right guard no. because my God, if he had been mediocre, yeah. then Matt maybe have not made it through. The Matt seat. would be dead. Right. Matt would be yeah. dead. Yeah. Yeah. Face down. We'd somewhere. be talking
2: yeah. about. Replacing him because Matt is in the ground. Matt,
0: <laughs> exactly. Yeah, yeah,
1: exactly. Yeah, exactly.
0: Okay. And I and, and on the offensive line, too, McGarry was a guy who just, he pissed me off because it's like the consistency. It was like there you'd see flashes were like, damn, that's great. And then all in the, the other plays, it was just like, whoa. I, I You know, I, so I don't, I'm still, I mean, kind of up in the air on that guy, too. I'm not. I don't. Uh,
1: yeah. Man, uh, so, man, David, who's, who's your favorite Falcon on this current team? I'm not gonna say Matt Ryan because it's always Matt Ryan.
2: Yeah, okay. Um uh for all the reasons you said earlier. Yeah. Um and I I I am unapologetic in being a Matt Ryan fan. I love Um, him, man. I'm the same (laughs) way.
1: Out of your Falcon mind. All right, so (laughs) who do you say if you're not saying Matt? Just from this particular team.
2: From this team, um, as far as favorite player, I am so excited about Kyle Pitts. Uh, <laughs> yeah. I, he, I, I think his, I don't think people fully understand what he did this year. Yeah. Um, I, cause I saw people saying, you know, oh, it was an underwhelming year. I'm like, what in the hell are you watching? By oh, what yeah. standard? Um, but yeah, like he broke all these different records and, oh, yeah, well, he did it in 17 games. No, he actually did in 16 because he barely played in the 17th game. Mm-hmm. Um, and, uh, we have a tight end who by pro football focuses standards was up there with guys like Mark Andrews, uh, Travis, Kelsey, George Kittle, and Rob Gronkowski in, year uh, one. in his performance in year one, in year one, in his rookie year, he leapfrogged again over all the other tight ends in the league. And he's mm-hmm. in the conversation already with those guys. Um, he's, he's just turned 22. Mm-hmm. His potential uh, is terrifying. Okay. I, you know, people said, okay, this guy's—he's a wide receiver. Um, I understand what you're saying. He—he he takes a lot of snaps in line. He—he—he he, he was a run blocker in a lot of plays, um, but he has wide receiver potential. And the—the the only guy I can think of that—that um, that from the body type to the way he plays to just the when he turns upfield, having speed that is. Uh, just catches you off guard um, because I watched him uh, in college and I watched him in the pros was Calvin Johnson. Um,
1: ooh, that's ooh. When,
2: look, when Calvin Johnson would catch the ball and cause Calvin Johnson was you the know, same size, about six, five, six, six. When, when CJ would catch the ball and he would turn up field, all of a sudden these, he, he doesn't look like he's running fast. Yeah. But all of a sudden these guys are just like falling behind mm. him. Mm-hmm. That's and like we Julio. saw the same thing with, yeah, we like saw the Julio. same thing with Pitts Yeah. With, with Julio. Um, but we saw the same thing with Pitts as a tight mm-hmm. end where he, he catched the ball and you're like, Oh, look, he's right. He just gained 25 yards mm-hmm. and he did that repeatedly. I am so excited about his potential. Like I, I get giddy thinking about what he's going to do in year two, especially when you put some other weapons on the field where he's mm-hmm. not getting doubled on every single yep. play. Oh my God. Yeah. Uh, well. That's Matt Ryan it, may throw four thousand yards just to Kyle Pitts. That's <laughs> what I'm saying. I, mean, <laughs> I
0: that, would love it. That's what makes it so impressive. Because I, I mean, yeah. uh, the people that, that like you were saying this you know had the negative things to say, that he did this with every team knowing. Okay, he's one of two possible dangers we have to worry about on offense mm-hmm. yep you know, him and cp if we know where they're at i mean and so they're going in i mean because i mean i love russell gay i love what russell Gates did this year to step up love him. because he you know he's not number one in any team anywhere mm-hmm. but he ha- he was forced into the role and he did the best he could you know i mean mm-hmm. that so i had nothing but praise to say for him but i mean for the defenses to go in and go look i mean all we have to do we're going to double this guy and we're going to make sure we know where CP's lined up at. And then to, for Kyle to still have those numbers and to see that speed also and to combine it with the strength, stiff arming guys, like they're, I mean, just leaving them oh, in the man. I mean, man, yeah, I'm with you. I'm with you. I, I can't wait to see, just get a full complement of receivers, have a, have a, a running game that's,
2: it was crazy. The offensive line. Yeah. But, right. <laughs> you know, uh,
0: the, we talked about it uh, quickly before the show. The, the PFF run blocking grade for the team was 6th uh in the league uh <laughs> which blows my mind because what we had what about a four week run there we actually we were like 100 It was literally with, four uh, weeks. Yeah, it was four straight weeks. Yeah. 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 And then like every other game it was 60, 50, you know, 34, you know, and I was like how the hell did
1: that uh, and and I like, to blank cut a check. I think he cut a blank check.
0: <laughs> no way. Hey, PFF. Hey, we we need something good on this list. Um, yeah, right. right. But uh, no. But I think you know, listening to you and Evan talk about it, I you know, PFF is not a definitive thing like y'all were saying no, not though, no, on no. your podcast. But it does give you a metric to go by, and they're typically pretty pretty spot on. So it was kind of yeah. anyway, that that was a, that was one that blew my mind though. And another one, and this wasn't a PFF, but um, well, no, actually it was. I think you guys said that um, Matt had the second most balls that should have been caught that were dropped. Yeah, Isn't that right. Yeah,
1: <laughs> yes. <laughs> just, just that is a, an important stat. So, That's important.
0: So for every every Matt Ryan hater, he had zero help on the offensive line. His best wide receiver took three quarters of the year off, not Matt, because Haleo he had Jones to. left. Julio Jones left. He's Jones got one was tied on. in. Yep. He's got Group Mike Davis. Right. He's got a new coordinator. Mike Davis was his running back. CP was occasionally actually a decent amount. Um, And his receivers are dropping balls. They should have caught uh so i, I mean his
1: numbers were about even what he normally do and, and it,
0: oh and we said what well, we say matt, matt or mike last week matt was uh eight in the red zone 18 touchdowns and zero interceptions this year zero this for the, in the red zone. Zone. So i mean I, yeah. I, don't, I don't know what else you he, he when we said he has his physical limitations and he we know we everybody everybody knows that um He's not going to get outside the pocket and run and, and burn anybody by any trust you imagine. In fact, I, it pains me to see him run. Like it hurts. It physically hurts Same. me. Like yeah. I, I yeah. want to just, I, my leg hurts when I see yeah. him run. <laughs> but, but, but so that's why what Davis earlier, like if we're go- if we have Matt for two more years or three more years, like that line has got to be, I mean, it's got to be improved because he, we can't let yeah. him, like he said, his confidence has got to get back to level where he knows he can say in the post game, all he wants, I trust those guys. No, you don't you, there's a few guys, you know, you don't trust. And as soon as you yeah. snap mm-hmm. the ball, you're looking to your left going, Oh shit, here we go. So <laughs> yeah. that's just, that's just yeah. fact. So,
2: I mean, yeah. Uh, yeah. He was, uh, Matt Ryan was hit 130 times this year, Ooh. 130, uh, which was the most in the league. The the next highest team was Chicago, which was 114 times. So he was hit 16 times more than the next highest that's team. Crazy. And he was sacked 40 times this year. Um, So, yeah, for those who are saying he, you know, this, and honestly, like I said, it's, and this is true for all quarterbacks, whether they're mobile or not, um, interior pressure is a killer. Yeah. Yeah. Um, You put, I don't care if you put Michael Vick back there in his prime, you get interior pressure on that quarterback. The whole play is gone. It blows up. Mm -hmm. Um, So that's why you, you have to, you have to fix. And look, here's the thing. Um, Matt Hennessey wasn't particularly good at pass blocking either. But if you've got uh, a much better option at left guard, um, Matt Hennessy can be serviceable and you've already drafted Drew Dolman. So let those guys, let those guys mm-hmm. compete. Let Drew Dahlman have a full offseason. but it, you have to fix one of those positions. I would rather they fix left guard um, because they've spent, you know, two literally Good two drafting. draft classes in a row, yeah. drafting a center. Yeah. Um, let's hope one of those guys pans out and, um, fix left guard and i think you, and honestly i think you fix left guard this offense uh takes a, a leap just from that even if you don't improve the weapons no, i think it takes a leap yes. by that alone
1: a leap
0: yeah. yes yeah for sure yeah and i was i was going to mention uh center position too and i mean it looks like uh i mean th- there's a ton of folks looking at tyler linderbaum from iowa and i mean i've seen the the film i mean he's I mean, I don't know I've seen a center pull and run like that. I mean, he's down – I don't know if you've seen anything on David. I mean, it's crazy to look at how athletic that guy is. But, like, yeah. You, I don't really want to take a center three – I mean, for three drafts. I mean <laughs> – Three years unless, in a row. <laughs> unless he can I – mean, unless he can play left guard, which I'm sure he probably could figure it out. I mean, you know, I don't know. But, uh, yeah. Um, but now switching over to the defensive side of the ball. I mean, we – the pass rush, I'm sure uh, – I mean, we've all talked about uh, for the entire year because it's like – I mean, just – epically bad i mean to see grady put up what he does with zero help around him i mean it's like i mean it's like you walk into a jewelry store and you got a diamond and then you've got literally three dirty rocks like right next Mm -hmm. to him like what the hell are these doing in the same case i mean so i mean it's you know I, i i would love to see what he could do with an actual edge rusher and and anybody any any team that any help he's going to be doubled immediately so the fact that he was getting through and making his plays in the backfield is just a testament to how a monster that guy is but i mean whether they address it on i i I, I, I mean there are some good passers in this draft and that's i mean looking at the draft i mean i've seen you know corner pick first there's very deep at corner um Mm -hmm possibly a pass rusher like i said i i'm not I'm, I'm i would be fine either way honestly if they pick crash rusher if they believe that's their guy you know because like, you keep we keep hearing terry and, and arthur say they're not going to reach they're going to pick the best player at that position yeah you know so and mike and i were talking how we might see a receiver go number one again <laughs> so, I mean, oh man i i, I I mean I hope it not. It could happen.
1: But it could happen. Hey, it could I mean, happen. So listen, hold t- hold on. Is there like anyone who you specifically want David? Is there one player you saw you think is coming up that you want? Or is it no. just like the new I'm the a team?
2: big I'm a big believer in uh BPA. Now a, like a modified version of BPA. I, right. I think that fits your
1: name.
2: Yeah, it okay. it running back I would I wouldn't take a first round running back um, okay. unless you think they're literally like going to be a first ballot hall of
1: famer okay
2: um i and actually i don't know that i would take a wide receiver in the top five again um i I think you're seeing a lot more receivers come out uh the these draft classes tend to be more deep with wide receiver Mm -hmm. than they they have been historically but other than those positions um again if you overdraft the position of cornerback and you have three high-quality corners, that's a good problem to have. Mm -hmm. If you overdraft pass rushers and you have like four really good pass rushers, that is a fantastic problem to have. Mm -hmm. If you overdraft offensive linemen and you have seven quality starting offensive linemen, that is a great problem to have. Mm -hmm. Um, So uh, go BPA in the trenches or at the premier positions like corner uh, and quarterback. Mm -hmm. And if you believe in those guys, take them. Uh, So for me, if they see an edge rusher that they fall in love with and he's there, take him. If you see a corner that they're in love with, take him. Uh, if they see a quarterback who they think is going to be the franchise uh, cornerstone for 15 years after Matt Ryan, take him. Take him. Um, yeah. But get the best guy. The, the only way you rebuild this roster is by getting the absolute best players. And sometimes that means you may double dip the position and you may be shallow at a position for a year or so. Um, do it because you don't fix a roster in one year, anyways. Nope. Okay. Not this roster. No.
0: Yeah,
1: not this
2: one.
0: No, yeah. we said that. I don't know how many times. And I mean, looking at the defensive line, I mean, and I, I know I'm gonna use Alabama as a, as an as an example and another college team, but that's mm-hmm. their defensive line every year is. Ridiculous, but it's not necessarily because it is because of the talent, but they are so deep at defensive line. They, they yep. one guy goes out, the next guy comes in, they are. And I mean, it's not going to be the same NFL because of the contracts and the money. But mm-hmm. if you can build a line where you can get in an edge rusher and where you're not losing a lot for guys taking breaks, man, in the fourth quarter, that's going to show up big time. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I will. yeah, I will. I mean, yeah, because that's that's just, you know, that's that's where the, the difference is made. So yeah, I'm with you, man. I, I take take the best player that's there that kind of fits your needs and i mean which we have a lot of needs so that's kind of everywhere
2: it works well, well yeah. it <laughs> yeah, right.
0: it works out well for us um yeah and i mean as far as the linebackers go it looks like uh foyer's probably played himself into a pretty decent contract i guess love it. um somewhere whether it's with us i don't know but um you yeah, know i
1: don't I, say that john don't speak that into existence man I, I love that dude i mean yeah i mean he you know I, he, mean, he gonna cost us some money maybe
0: I saw PFF. Yeah. It was, I think it was December though. PFF uh, projected three year, 22 million range for there. And I don't know if that's still going to be accurate or not based on the end of the season, but. Um, do,
1: do you think he's worth that David? I see David's face frowning up. Do you not think he's worth that? Are you saying, okay. I
2: I think, you know, I look at the PFF grades and, and I, I think FOIA was better than what PFF graded him as, um, mm. So I disagree a little bit with what they they said there. Uh, the thing is, um, I think you have to have a good linebacker in the middle in a DMP's for defense. For sure. Uh, okay. Foyer is athletic. Um, he can he can move sideline to sideline the way you want a linebacker to. Um, the problem is, the thing that concerns me is, Deion Jones has a massive contract. The only way to really get that contract off the books is to find someone that's willing to trade for him. Um yeah. And uh, so you're you're going to have to pick. I, I think the Falcons are going to have to pick between Deion Jones and Foye Lewican. Uh, oh. They're not gonna they're not gonna keep both. That like I am 99 percent confident that both linebackers will not be back next year.
1: Who um, do you pick, David? I if pick Foye. You. I do too. And I know John. I, oh yeah, I know John picked. No, and yeah. I
2: I I try to find someone to trade Deion to, and yeah. then I use that money and I you know, pay Foye. So John.
1: Yeah. I, I want you to give him your spill on uh, forty-five, and I want to just see if he can see it too.
2: Well, no, it was just, uh, I was
0: just—I was a huge Dion fan, uh, Jones, and and I did. I mean, I, did, I think the Dolphins game, the Dolphins game, he was—I uh, think he won player defensive player of the week. He had a great, good game, and he that was one the of the—that's like the only bright spot because uh, I—I was seeing plays, and you know, since we started this podcast, I, we've been—I've been watching games back and just being a lot more detailed than I typically would be watching the game. And uh, I just started and I didn't want to see it's like, you know, when you you like you like a player so much, you don't want to see the what you're looking at on the screen. And I just kept seeing and I hate I don't like questioning players effort or something like that. I just don't feel like that's fair, really, really, because they're I mean, it's a violent sport and everything. But you would literally see plays that, you know, he just would check out on or or blocks. He would typically try to business decisions exactly no he did he did exactly and uh and i was just like damn is this really happening and then you know and mike was you know he was like no nah, i don't think I so admit it. I, he didn't want to and then like after Alpha,
1: i didn't either yeah yeah and yeah. after so, after- uh, so I'm, you saw it too david
2: yes yeah um so uh, since 2015 i've rewatched every single falcons game um at least once Oh, um, shit. every single one, and let me well, with the exception of one game, I never watched that Thank, one. Same, um, yeah.
0: same, Dude, neither of
2: we, neither of we.
0: I don't. Same I won't even highlights. We. I
1: that yeah. one highlights. I We'll not rewatch highlights.
2: that one. Never.
1: Uh, so, that, yeah. did you see a decline for forty-five? No, uh,
2: his his abilities are as good as they ever were. Like his physical abilities, mm-hmm. um, yeah. he is as fast as he's ever been. Um, I don't think there's been a decline physically, but I saw several plays where just seemed like he had checked out. Yeah. And look, some of that I want to give him the benefit of the doubt because I love Debo. Um, yeah. I, and I've yeah. I've been defending him this year. Uh but I, I think I got about three quarters into the season and people were like, we got to trade him. We got to trade him. We got to get rid of him, got get rid of him. And I started thinking, you know what, he's he stands out on the defense in a bad way. Right. Um every almost every week. Um and yeah, I hate to say it because he's. We hate to you say know, there it. was a there was a point in time where he was the one of the best coverage linebackers in the league. Yeah. Um, he regular on several games shut down Alvin Kamara by himself.
1: I, I was yeah. just about to say Alvin Kamara by himself. Yeah. And I I want that Debo back. Yeah. You I give me that do, Debo.
2: Yeah. Absolutely.
0: I want the dude that stood up Cam Newton at the goal line.
2: Oh God! Yes, concussed I mean, him. I mean, like
0: no, like yeah. I mean, and and Cam probably had thirty pounds on him. <laughs> you know, what I mean, thirty or forty pounds on him. You know, yeah. I mean, and yeah, I mean, I I don't know. I it sucks too, like you said, because of the contract. And I I wondered partly was it maybe he doesn't like necessarily. I mean, I know it's a new position for him. He's not the play. He's not a signal caller anymore.
2: That could be part of it.
0: And and he and this and, and I so part of me wanted to say, okay, maybe he's getting used to this defense maybe he preferred Dan Quinn's version over what he's playing now with peas um I don't know I mean I I I hope that would be the case and then he comes back next year if we keep him and you know all of a sudden he's back to being the guy we we saw for you know basically since we drafted him um but like you said I mean it's and every time Mike and I talk about or anybody comes on the show that we talk about the future there are so many moving parts and so many variables they're going to be done over the next three or four months yeah i mean that's gonna you know decide what's gonna what direction they're gonna go in so
1: i yeah. just don't want to in another uniform i will cry like a <laughs> baby just don't uh, put you me two both. in another uniform <laughs>
2: i can't i don't i i'm not emotionally ready for that
1: no hey, i told john I, he's like a child i've seen every game he ever played i would cry a baby if he went somewhere else yeah
2: but i now, want him part- to
1: win the super bowl i just want him to win one with atlanta
2: Right. Yeah. And look, like if, if you told me um, we're going to trade him in like 2022, he's going to go win a Super Bowl um, with the oh, team that-, that we trade him to. I, I would be OK. Like mm-hmm. I would say that that's the only circumstance in which I, I could that's accept it because you're happy for him. Yeah. 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 Um, yeah. And look, you know, I, I had the immense opportunity of interviewing him this year.
1: Um, oh come on, man! Like,
2: it was uh, he's he's just the 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 coolest person. Um, yeah. So yeah, you know what? Uh, I, I don't care. I'm I'm gonna wear my yeah. I write about the team every day. Yeah, oh, we podcast about them, uh, and you know it's essentially a job now. But uh, when it comes to Matt Ryan, I'm, I'm wearing that uh, I'm wearing that fan hat the entire time. I can't I'm let it go. You. I am. I am not unbiased. I am completely biased. I know we brought it back to Matt Ryan. It's It's okay. okay. It's okay.
0: It's all right. Come
2: on,
1: man. Oh yeah. Wait a minute, (laughs) Chris, pull up. It's Matty Ice, man. My mine's on the wall. See, see, look, see. I love it, Matty Ice. I love you, buddy. Hey, Matt, I love you, buddy. (laughs) Biggest fan, I love
0: you. It always rolls back to him because it's like,
1: oh, yo, we talk about Matt Ryan so much. I'm sure some people have cut us off at the point. No, I don't.
0: Whatever, (laughs) because.
1: I, but I love because he 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 gets so much bullshit. I gotta come to his aid. When you look at his career, you look at his coordinators, you look at his coaches, you look at his defenses, you look at his offensive lines, you look who who his running backs was. I don't want to hear it, man. Matt Ryan is the truth. Yeah, and then to just do the all beat. that with shit with to turn shit into breakfast. <laughs> I'm with it. <laughs> love Matt Ryan, bro. Yeah, man. I mean,
0: the beating he's taken. I mean, the and they just keep getting up and just like I said. I mean deflect every bit of uh, success to his teammates and then be the first one to oh say, hey, I got to be better when they lose. I mean.
1: Professional, man. Um, yeah. Mm-hmm. And like That's... my family man, the dude is a class act. So yeah. um, I got to tell you, I, so I got something to I'm going to name some Falcons, man. I just want you to, because you got to see them all. I was a kid. <laughs> and I if you know anything or you remember a play, I just want you to, because these are people I remember that mean the world to me. I grew up. You remember uh, Ray Buchanan? Oh, yeah. <laughs> uh, they uh chuck smith oh god fantastic that's for sure jesse Tuggle, T-
2: Tuggle the hammer is one of my all-time favorite falcons
1: it's tough Barney. right tough
0: as hell right? he was he was my first ever jersey that i had was a jesse yeah. Tuggle jersey. Yeah. um I valbosta
2: used to, like, state came from oh. uh from the south side of the state did he yep. yeah undrafted uh undrafted free agent from valbosta state
1: yeah that dude uh i remember this dude we had i know he was like a backup running back i used to think he ran tough you remember jason snelling Oh man, the, the
2: the Snelling shuffle. Mm. Love him. The shuffle pass like, to Jason Snelling,
1: man. Yeah, love him. Um, I used to like, uh, man, so many Falcons. But you got to see. So, um, you know, DJs. you know, hey,
0: you know, one guy we never talk, we didn't talk about growing up. One of my favorite, uh, Scott Case, man. love watching that dude. Oh, Scott years. Case, yeah yeah,
1: yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
2: Hold on, hold on. Fantastic David. defender. You, yeah.
1: Do you remember Tim Dwight?
2: Oh yes. Come Every on. time that guy caught a kickoff. It was you like someone it. shot him out of a cannon. Yes, <laughs> yes. He, he, he was, was from, either uh, gonna he was either gonna score a touchdown or get
1: knocked the hell out. Knocked, that was the yep. only thing that would he, happen. He was from uh, Iowa, and I think he ran track. Wasn't he a track star? Yeah, yeah, yeah he yeah. was a man.
0: No, you're right. He uh, was. If he didn't, go, if he didn't score, he was going 100 miles into whoever hit him. Was, yeah, <laughs> yes. Was, like yeah. he said. He
1: was going out. <laughs> uh, Keith Brooking. <laughs> yeah. Oh uh, uh, yeah. Yeah. yeah uh, Keith uh, Brooking.
2: I'm a I'm a Georgia Tech guy. And yeah, uh, of course, yeah, local local guy made made good. So I think he actually played high school football in Georgia. So Damn. he went from high school to to college to the pros. Um, yeah. So
1: you gotta tell us about the dude. Um, I've seen a lot of that jersey, and I don't know anything about that dude. Was the quarterback you said Steve Bartowski? Was he a beast?
2: Yeah, um, Barkowski beast. was. He he had a big arm, man. Um, the guy could throw it downfield. And he had, you know, Billy White Shoes Johnson, um, you know, when okay. he came in. And, um, yeah, the, like the first game I watched as a Falcon was when they, uh, as a Falcons fan, was when they lost to the Cowboys in the 1981 uh, playoffs. Oh. And uh, they lost to uh, Danny White was a quarterback. Danny White. Of, Danny White. Yeah, I Dallas. do know who that is. Uh, and I, the only reason I know that is uh, I grew up with a mother who was a hardcore, and still is, a hardcore Cowboys fan. Same here. Um, so same here. Yeah, really. <laughs> yeah, she's from
1: Texas. She takes it serious. Roger Staubach is her dream guy. Roger yeah. Oh man,
2: her. I heard so many stories from mother about Roger Staubach and oh, she uh, Drew Pearson. Uh, yeah, all of them. Uh, hey, you, and
0: you should tell them about uh when y'all bet on the games.
1: Oh, when they the, play uh, each other, man. So. uh, my mom is a big Cowboy fan and my father and my brother are Redskins fans. So, you know, we always play each other, man, all hell break loose When you think it shit hit the fan and the family, like we get along until the Falcons played Redskins or the guy. because my mother talked trash. Like, like, and my parents like, they take it very, very And you know, the skins and, in the, in the um, in uh, Dallas, a big rivalry. Mm-hmm. So when we played the Falcons, man, it's just all hell, but it's the most fun thing to have her come down here and see our stadium. And I've been to the Dallas Stadium. Have you? That stadium is ridiculous.
2: I want to go. Yeah. I want to go. Uh,
1: but you got to be in the old Georgia Dome, right? The first yeah. the Georgia Dome when it was the Georgia Dome. When, yeah. Oh, yeah. Probably yeah. Fulton
2: County Stadium, right? Yeah. I watched many games yeah. in Fulton County. Yeah. Yeah. This is. Oh, yeah. Before, okay. Pre
0: Georgia Dome, man. Georgia Dome was 92, yeah. I think.
2: Yeah. 90, yeah. 91, 92. 91, yeah, and then yeah. they, wait a minute. They Where was the Fulton
1: Stadium? Where was the Fulton Stadium?
2: They shared the stadium with the Braves yeah. for, for years. The yeah. Falcons? Um, mm-hmm. Yeah. So you would, you would have the field where uh, during baseball season, you would have the diamond, the, the dirt of the diamond still cut into the football field for yeah. the Falcons.
1: Oh, man. Oh, yeah. that's crazy.
2: Yeah. You would, you would see occasionally, you would see guys that they're, they were wearing shallow cleats and they would like slide on the dirt.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Damn, yeah, yeah, yeah. Now, uh, man, were the Falcon fans more loyal back then, or do you see it now, or do you think it was better then?
2: Uh, no, it's never been good. <laughs> now, I, will, I will say, he is honest. I will okay. say, it's 91 was that was um, it. A hell as hell year. Jerry Glanville, um, back in black, uh, yeah, MC Hammer, Hammer being MC. in, uh, you know, two uh, legit Van to Holyfield vander holyfield showing up um you know you had all sorts of famous people showing up yeah uh jones not Deion jones uh, jones, uh Deion sanders. Deon sanders uh really you know uh getting that locker room pumped up uh yeah man that was like that time and then the uh the michael vick years were um okay. phenomenal um, okay and i was uh, i was also a massive michael vick oh man me too here. yeah um and yeah, those were I think the peak of Falcons fandom uh, was yeah. ninety one Michael Vick years, and then and then I would say also you know um, the early Mike Smith years with Falcons. Um, yeah. Okay, yeah, that's true. Were really really good. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. yeah oh, mean... you
1: got to see every time we was good. Yeah, yeah. pretty much. Like, you got to admit, <laughs> yeah, he seen every time we was good. He yeah. seen that's pre nineteen eighty.
0: There was not much.
1: It wasn't no. much. But that's dope that he's what? seen, he's seen every, he saw Andre, Andre rising, Jesse Tuggle. And like He oh, seen man. every time he was giving good. Like, yeah. damn, that's Michael amazing.
2: Haynes. They're... Michael Haynes. Yeah. Look, damn. when people complain about Matt Ryan, I'm like, do you guys remember Jeff George? Seriously. Um. Yeah. yeah. Chris Chandler. He was oh, actually yeah. good for a Crystal Chandelier. chandelier. Um, yeah.
1: yeah. Chandelier. <laughs> hey, that's a good one. Well, yeah. That's Joey. what they called him. That's what, what about, fans called him.
2: What about after, oh. what about after Vic,
0: man? Joey Harrington. Joey Har- Joe yeah. Harrington. Kurt um, Kittner. Byron Leftwich.
1: <laughs> oh, that. I, Chris Redman. Byron Leftwich. Yeah. I
0: mean, yeah, it's crazy. You think about yep. that. Yeah. yeah Bobby Bear, You want to yeah. talk about the quarterback A-B- whose
2: arm arm fell off? Yeah. Bobby Bear could barely throw it 20 yards when he was with the Falcons. That's um, right. Yeah. 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 So you, you want to complain about quarterback play. I will yeah. tell you about some bad quarterback play. Matt yeah. Ryan is not bad quarterback play. Thank, you.
1: Thank yeah. you. And to all those Falcons, some some I grew up on that you won't know, all Falcon fans that are really, that are young. Do you know who was a Falcon? started off as an Atlanta Falcon? Mr. Brett Favre was a Falcon. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. He was a, pot- and I heard he used to party when he was, he wasn't That's- about no business. That's he why was, he was not yeah, a coppin'
0: yeah. anymore. Yeah. Exactly.
1: That's what they said. They said Brett Favre was crazy when he came out of college.
0: Yeah, he liked Buckhead a lot. Yeah. He did. He did. <laughs> yeah. 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 Um, He probably wouldn't be alive right now if he stayed. Uh, That's as a but, yeah, rocker. That's
2: exactly yeah. right. Yeah. Yeah.
0: yeah. Um. No, yeah. I, and probably, I think with the younger fans, though, I think they, the ones at least that started w- or becoming fans, if you want to call it that, during our run, Super Bowl years, were like, they kind of got used to some of the success, so they... Mm-hmm. not expect it but they just you know they probably want it a little bit you know they get, they're they greedy they want it you know they, they think we should be better every year when we're really not I mean or you know like, it's just I don't know to me it just seems like the younger ones are the ones that are quicker to just fire him fire that guy you know yeah, get him yeah, off the yeah. team cut that guy
2: those damn know. whippersnappers yeah,
0: yeah. <laughs> and I didn't think I'd ever be that way I'm like well I'll be 40 in a few weeks and I'm like yeah here I'm my, my son said I have 11 year old the other day he said something I was like, "What the hell does that even mean?" You know, and it was, and, and you know, and I, and I'm finding myself like every day now, finding stuff that I don't know what any of it means, and it's, yeah, I, maybe that's yeah, just,
2: just you wait.
0: Yeah, I guess. Yeah, But I mean, what <laughs> seems to relate though, because looking, I told Matt or Mike that our uh, our analytics, scene, we have the 35 to 50 year old, like we're nailing that, we're nailing that <laughs> that, that, that age group really well, 18 and under. Nobody I mean, I hate us, yeah. <laughs> they're not, they're, 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 those old cats, man. I don't know what they're doing, but yeah, I uh, know. Well, hey, Will, uh, I don't want to keep David too long, but uh, just ended up, man. I know, well, I don't want to get too much into the draft because there's gonna be plenty of time to talk about it, and there's like mm-hmm. who knows what direction they're gonna go because, like I said before, we could go several different directions and be oh, an yeah. upgrade. So, um, but looking in going into the next season, man, I, uh, I feel pretty stupidly optimistic. I don't know if that's uh, a good way to put it, but even, I mean, I just, I just feel like, I know they put out a video today and uh, people were bashing it online about the foundation being set, but I, I, I mean, I, I, I get it. I see it, you know I mean? I don't know why everybody can't really understand it, but I mean, uh, I, I, think you said before uh, a few weeks or last week, maybe was it 31 players under contract Yeah, know, for next exactly. year. So there's going to be a huge change regardless of what, you know, I mean, whether the fans that want a complete overhaul, well, it kind of is almost because there's going to yeah. be so many new faces, you know, and maybe we bring some back on, on one-year deals that are that are cheap, like you said. Um, but, I mean, I'm pretty optimistic. I mean, year two of DMPs, year two of these rookies that were pretty – were coming along as the year progressed. I mean, yep. another offseason with them. I mean, and we can only make an upgrade at receiver, right? I mean, we can't really go backwards there. Um, so – I mean, if we upgrade and we get a true one or at least, you know, and that pushes Russell down, you know, we compliment, maybe, you know, we get somebody to compliment, Hey, uh, pits, mm-hmm. you know, on the other side. I mean, I don't know. I just, I, like you said, I, I think we could be in the top half, you know, probably fairly simple, mm-hmm. very easily with a, with a addition that, you know, fix up the line a little bit, you know, with a, with an addition there, maybe a veteran, you know, type of presence, but I feel pretty good about it. Mike, you.
1: Um. Um. So, David, I don't know if you noticed or not, but we pick every game, uh, every preview game we pick, <laughs> and every week without fail, no matter who we play, we could play God, and I'm gonna say the Falcons are gonna win. But I, I'm not gonna be realistic. Every pick, hey John, am I right? Every pick, I said the Falcons. 100. 100. I say the Falcons are gonna win. So I can't. I will never say. I will say we are gonna win the Super Bowl next year. You know? What no, me? we already will
0: have- we talked about yeah. this. We didn't talk about it. We talked about the opponents on the last show, and yeah. uh, and Mike was like, "Hey, I know it's super early, but what 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 kind of record do you see us having?" I was like, "Dude, I can't even tell you because our team's are going to look so different." Yeah. And but yeah. said, but just looking at the strength of what those teams currently are, I think we might be in for a each kind of season again. Um, but but you know, you never know. It's the NFL. But you think? But but no, hang on, hang on. But then you were like, "Well, I'm I'm thinking we're going to go undefeated." <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah.
1: I mean, I so I'm like, no. Blind love, baby. Blind love out of my falcon mind.
2: Yeah. David,
1: might. so you think we make a huge jump or you think we just slightly improve?
2: Um, I, I think it's going to be one and look like the other. Uh, yeah. I, I think they're going to make a, a big jump, but they have a harder schedule next year. Yeah. Okay. I think you could see a situation where the Falcons are a much better team in 2020 but they still only win six or seven games.
1: Um, that is a great plan, and I didn't even think about that. So oh. it'll look
2: like a setback, but they will be building and doing what we want them to do. I didn't even uh, think about that. That's I like actually – I think the – I think they have real potential. if, As long as they do a good job in the draft and free agency this upcoming year, where I think 2023 they could be a legitimate surprise team that makes a run in in the postseason um, I still think 2022 that they they're going to make some noise. Um, but I don't know. Like, I, I think the big problem for me is I don't think you can fix both the offense and the defense in one offseason. Yeah. Uh, so I think, you know, they could go into this year into 2022 with a much better offense, but still have a defense that is improving, but still, you know, like number 20. So not not good, but mm-hmm. better than they were. Um, and that's probably going to get you the, to six to eight wins, and right. so it's going to look like it's going to be people are going to be like, Oh, they haven't improved, and, and actually, they, they may improve substantially, uh, be a much better team, but the record may not reflect it. And I think yeah. that's where you get into 2023. If everything pans out, um, they can surprise people because you know the, the, the box score analysts are going to say, Ah, oh, that's a seven win team last year, and all of a sudden they're going to pop off 11, 12 wins. People are like, Where the hell did this come from? Right, you, you weren't paying attention. That's that's where it came from.
0: Right. Yeah. And and, and one one thing we didn't mention, but uh, we were seven and two in one score games this year. And that was a huge change from the Dan Quinn era of Mm -hmm. could not close a game out to save our lives. Mm -hmm. Um, So, I mean, that just said a lot considering the team we have now. And even, and I know the teams we beat were not like, You know, groundbreakers or anything like that. I mean, they 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 were mediocre to yeah, teams at best. But it's the NFL, and we and we you know we get, you play who's in front of you, right? So I mean, and we won those games, so that can be said. Um, and
2: look, the, when it comes to that comparison, the the one thing because I had people tell me, ah, oh, you know, look at what Dan Quinn did last year, and, and look at what Arthur Smith did this year, and um, the difference is Arthur Smith was a first time head coach, Dan Quinn was not. Dan Quinn was in his fifth year as a head coach. Um, unless you think Arthur Smith is a village idiot, he is probably going to use this off season to look at what he did, figure out what he, what didn't work, um, what he did poorly, and he's going to get better at it. Um, and that, like you said, uh, seven and two in, in single score games um, go back to 2015. Yeah. Remember, remember that 2015 team, with Dan Quinn, the signs were there early on that Dan Quinn could not stop the bleeding mm-hmm. because that team started five and zero, yeah. and then they finished their last 11 games, three and eight. Uh, and they could not, they just started hemorrhaging losses one after the other. Um, so you look at the, just the beginning of these two coaches careers. And I, I would argue that Arthur Smith had a worse roster, um, you know, overall, and did a better job as a rookie head coach than Dan Quinn did. So.
0: Without a doubt, yeah. And uh, and one thing, one thing I liked, um, I heard I think it was Chris Bordenson. It was early and really, really early in the season. <clears> this <throat> interview he did uh, with 680 here in Atlanta, and uh, they asked him about the hire, and he said one thing about Arthur Smith that he loved um, is Arthur Smith had said to him or an interview that um, one thing is he always would keep an open mind. And he, yeah. he, he would take ideas, not just from coaches, but be, it could be a player. It could be, and he would never just, this is my, this is it. I'm not going to veer from this. Like it was always, where can I, you know, if I can get more information, the better, because then I can make a better decision. And you don't see a ton of coaches like that. You see a lot of coaches that just kind of have a, their idea of how to do things and that's how they're going to do it. So I think that combined with just his, you don't, there, He he's definitely not a uh, uh a t-shirt guy he's, he's not a slogan <laughs> guy you know, he's
3: not gonna have that
0: um any anytime soon I, i'm totally fine with that i'm fine with the nick saban belichick oh. uh, boring ass conferences i that's great the the uh dry sense of yep. humor cool perfect you know i mean like just bring it on the field I'm and the you. players i'm good you know right. so but um and and last thing uh, david on the on the, the what mike and i talked about too the uh, the attendance I know it's a lot of it's based on the performance of obviously the team on the field and do you think with because I mean right when the the PSLs came out like I listen we listen to our listen to sports talk radio uh, quite a bit and so many fans called in and like I can't afford to mm-hmm. go anymore you yeah. know like it's almost like they priced out like some of their most devout fans you know mm-hmm. and like the the corporate holds so many of the seats that you know, they're not going to be in the, you know it's just I don't know it just seems like it's uh, what do you think as far as that goes?
2: Yeah, I think it was a misstep. Yeah. Um, I, I I love Arthur Blank. I think he's a great owner, but I think that was a big misstep. That and uh, I think there are other other ways for them to raise money and to um, you know still allow fans to be a big part of what was going on in the stadium. Right. Uh, I hope that they see what's happening with the poor attendance, and you know, winning will fix some of that. It's not going to mm-hmm. fix all of it um right and i hope that you know they take that into consideration uh and tried to attract real fans back mm-hmm. to the stadium um, yeah. because there have been too many uh games over the past couple of years where it sounds like the falcons are on the road like they're yeah. they're in mercedes-benz and the opposing fans are so much louder mm-hmm. uh and i just don't want to see that anymore so mm-hmm. um Yeah. You know, in some ways, maybe these uh, these several losing seasons will will be a lesson. uh, And I I hope it's heard because fans deserve to be able to see their team live Mm -hmm. and to root for their team um, without getting gouged, uh, you know, from the ticket prices. Yeah.
0: I mean, a buddy of mine, uh, you know, he has a he has two kids and he had season tickets prior to, you know, the Mercedes Benz and everything. And I think for him to renew the PSLs, I mean, he would have to have like sold a kidney or something to just even to, to just afford that before even getting into anything else. And, you know, and I remember he was so pissed because they came out and was like, well, you know, to me, a dollar Cokes and $2 hot dogs. He's like, I can't afford to get in the damn stadium to buy the $2 hot dogs. I can't even afford the seats, much less getting there to buy the food, the cheap food, Mm -hmm. you know? So yeah, I, I agree. Maybe it's a blessing in disguise having these rough seasons that, you know, that just kind yeah. of shows I'm like, man, we gotta get like because it back before, I mean, at least the lower bowl was rocking, you know. I mean, with yeah. with, we, with the fans that were, you know, what I mean, I mean, it's like that's now it's not even yeah. And the we, last man, game we could have we could all think we could have filled up the lower bowl by putting everybody yeah. down there that was there. So yeah.
1: But, but. we also have to do better the fans that come to the stadium. I've been in the stadium several times where um it's so much stuff to do within the stadium oh yeah that's yeah. part of it yeah people check out the game the game will be on and people be like who cares i'm about to get drunk in the, yeah, uh, in the hallway. <laughs> yeah. they get yeah. drunk and they go find girls and they play arcade games and, and and you can throw hand talk you know the sandbag talk you can do too much in the actual stadium yeah i think that you got to shut some of that stuff down while the game is on sometimes some may maybe think about it because there's too much going on for if we losing People check out. I'm going out in the hallway.
0: Yeah. It's yeah. more of a party out in the hallway. Yeah. Um, all right. Well, hey, David, we do, uh, Mike started this thing a few weeks okay. ago. We do, we do underrated, overrated.
1: We do underrated, week. overrated, David. So here's what and, we're going to do. I'm, I'm going to start it off, and then we're going to go to John. We can go to you. What you do is you pick anything in your life, anything you want to talk about, it got to be underrated or overrated. If it's underrated, you give it props. If it's overrated, you trash it. <laughs> I'm going to go. So that's just where we go. So I'm going to kick this off with, and you can pick either one. I'm going to go, Uh, I don't know if y'all had, this is for everybody listening. Uh, What is it? What is it? Okay. Maventi Blonde Rose. Okay. It's not the same as the Pike Place. It's not. This is liquid crap. You go to Starbucks early, and they stop. sir you know, it's liquid crack. They don't even serve it after like 10 or 11. They won't. You can't get it. Go early in the morning. As for Venti Blonde roast. It's not Pike Place. It's different. Something is in. That. I'm I feel like I'm on coke. <laughs> I'm probably not going. And I've had it at 6 a.m. I mean, this stuff is amazing. I put hazelnut in it, a little pumpkin spice. Pumpkin spice is almost out. You got to go now, but it was awesome. But I am jacked. Venti, <laughs> Venti Blonde Rose from Starbucks. Trust me, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> underrated. Go ahead, John. Yeah, all right. Um. <clears throat> yeah,
0: mine's not near as entertaining. Um. <laughs> but uh, no, my overrated, I guess. And guess because it's coming up soon. Okay. Is uh watching the combine live on TV. Definitely great. One. Um. I, I. I get like the. Uh, I mean, to me, if I was an evaluator, I'm looking at game film more than I am at like the underwear Olympics, basically, what's going on, you know? Yeah. (laughs) But I mean, but the, I mean, I'm sure like the interview process to me is more important than like, you know, throwing a 20 yard out to with no defender, you know? Right. Yeah. You you can see arm strength in games, you can see it, whatever. But like the, the interview and the player, seeing what he's about, seeing what his, you know, Mental capacity is to me that's probably okay. the most important part of the combine. But like, okay, I can't. I mean, watching guys. A good point,
1: John. Good. Yeah, I, and I good used one.
0: to. I used to when I was younger. I, when they first started televising it, you know, I'd get it, and then like Rich eyes I started running the 40, and I'm like, when is this, what is this? What is happening? <laughs> you know, and um, and then watching you know big guys just push the thing around. I'm like, nah, I just yeah. I can't do this anymore. So yeah, <laughs> Yeah, that's a good one. So, all yeah, right, David,
2: it's
1: on you, David. Anything? You can yeah. go under or yeah. Um,
2: yeah. So. I saw after UGA won the championship, some people talking about uh, or after they beat Michigan, pardon me. Um, some Georgia fans saying, you know, that Hutchison guy, he didn't even get close to our quarterback the entire game. Um, and uh, people saying he should drop in the draft. Falcons should pass on him if he drops all the way to eight. Oh God no. Um, oh. what is what is so overrated is judging a player by one game.
1: That's is, awesome. That's awesome.
2: We had so many Falcons fans uh, who last year were weeping and gnashing their teeth because A.J. Terrell had a bad yep. championship game. Yep. <laughs> That's and right. And they, right. Judged, they judged that one player by that one game, and they, were, they didn't want him because of that one game. Um, and now we are beginning to see people do the same thing with Hutchinson. If he's there at eight, the Falcons would damn well better draft him. Dude. dude over overrated uh judging Judge, judging guys
1: by one game man That's, i had to be our three best ones i think that was awesome that was pretty I, that awesome stuff. yeah 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 uh, well so listen y'all gotta go bug david so we can get him back on the show <laughs> at some point in the future you blow his inbox up add him, just get him back on the show you gotta beg him
0: no yeah david dude we, we really appreciate you coming on man we really okay. love it man we yeah man you're awesome it.
1: buddy we gotta get Yeah, you. we had a blast
0: um yeah so guys we're gonna close the show here um if you want to get in touch with us like i said just follow us on uh twitter you can reach out to us you can email us um like i said we've had several emails over the season that we read out uh on on uh, on the podcast all of them were good we didn't have any like you guys suck or you know do something else they were all positive so (laughs) that's great um (laughs) yeah it was good um so yeah and uh as far as the itunes and spotify you guys you know you, you can all rate uh, the podcast now so if you give us a five star review it just helps us uh, move up the list and make us more visible to Falcons fans out there that can find us. Um, we're going to keep going in the offseason there like we said at the beginning of the show, uh, there's no uh, lack of things to talk about around this team so As far as a draft free agency, um, we're going to have some other guests on. We're going to have – we've got a – if you live outside of the state of Georgia or Atlanta and you're a Falcons fan, we kind of want to know how the hell that happened. Like, why you chose to be tortured and drink heavily every Sunday, we want to know Mm. what what, what spurred that decision. So, we're going to have a guest on next week that's from Pennsylvania um, that – Somehow ended up Falcons fan, so we're going to figure out why and how, and, and have a little chat with him. Um, but uh, yeah, so that's that's pretty much how to get in touch with us and kind of what we have going on. And uh, like I said, David, we'd love to have you back in the future, man. Talk about God knows what around the team and
1: Matt Ryan. We <laughs> need it. to have and, a whole Matt, Matt Ryan. Matt Ryan,
2: of course, of course, Matt Ryan, of course. Yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah.
0: So anyway, guys, we'll, we're Hello. out. We will catch you guys next week. Thanks so much for listening. You can catch us again on Spotify, iTunes. You can watch us on YouTube if you choose to, um, and uh, on anchor.com. FM, of course, as always. So we appreciate you guys, and we will catch you all next week. Mike
1: John is out of his mind. John is out of his Falcon mind. David is out of his Falcon mind. I'm out of my Falcon mind. Peace. All right, we well, are. Yeah.